0: beautiful people and welcome to the beeswax this week (laughs) I've got an amazing amazing episode for you but how are you doing do you have all of your constituents With you and by constituents, I mean you know anything that's going to be keeping your company, some tea, some water, some food, um, your headphones in order to listen to this so you can cackle out loud or so you can scream and yell um, out loud as well as maybe a quiet space because I definitely did some screaming and yelling after listening to this episode while I was editing it because wow okay wow so my guest today is one of my best friends one of my dear friends she's super compassionate bleeds compassion she is an epic human inspires me in so many different ways Her name is Iman Salem and her pronouns are her and she. Iman is currently a life coach and she works with um, some corporate clients to do um, some more kind of self, you know, compassion uh, work um, as well as how the dynamics of teams work and are constructed as you'll hear at the end you know she talks about a healing and how that is something that she's interested in doing with other folks via her one-on-one coaching platform but that also uh, she's not taking any clients yet so don't jump into her dms about client work unless you want to be joining the wait list but i will stop chatting chit-chatting okay so y'all can get a load of this episode ah you were never ready okay you you and the concept you had of the relationship with your mom in your head okay y'all were never ready <laughs> enjoy <laughs> hi iman hello say hi to my folks people that are listening
1: hello beautiful humans
0: Yes, that's how I start this actually it's like you've already knowing you're yes. in it you're in it. Um, so I have Eames here and we're going to be chatting about moms and daughters and the reason why we're chatting about moms and daughters is because I've most recently had a breakthrough with my mother uh, in terms of how I see her slash our relationship and also how I um how, how I want to, or at least how I'm kind of understanding um, this idea of also wanting to be a parent at some point or like even just becoming an adult and growing and trying to figure out how I can... Nourish the relationships that I have with the folks around me that are older than myself, so that I can still get those gems and I don't find myself in a position to be like oh if I had had the opportunity right to maybe even try to be more active and proactive and cultivating that opportunity, at least given the chance and last week I felt like the chance happened and it had kind of already begun um and then I had a chat with Iman right after that she's the first person I called I was like can you believe it I slept to my mom like this." <laughs> and <nice. laughs> absolutely and then uh Eames had her own experience with her mom as well
1: yes it's it's always such a tricky thing to talk about because um the relationship is like no other Mm-hmm. right? There's, it's not a friend, it's not a partner, it's not a business partner, it's, it's a relationship that is, you know, quite um, energetically tied in ways that no other relationship ever could be,
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: navigating that relationship and navigating, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's still two human beings, um, but navigating that has been so interesting and mm-hmm. quite um, challenging at times, and having you you know, call me up with that, with that conversation. It was just wild because I was like, oh my God, I'm having something really similar with my mom too, which is like, you know, not just our relationship as mother and daughter, but also relationship human to human yeah. and, 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 you know, a healing human to another healing human. So um, just like it's, it's, I can't wait to dig deep into this conversation because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to say, and I'm sure it resonates with a lot of people around what does it mean to have a relationship with your mother?
0: a hundred percent and I really love that you said you know coming even to the human to human experience because I feel like that's exactly what it was and the healing human to healing human because I, I also feel like you know in some sense I've had to go through this period of my life obviously you know things happen as they are supposed to be happening but I also feel like I'm at a point where I'm learning to uh, relate to people outside of the social roles that they hold right Mm -hmm. and I'm noticing that for me in order to set boundaries I need to see people outside of their social roles so that I can still keep myself protected around everybody right and I don't give a little bit to somebody just because they're closer to me or just because you know they're um, uh, uh, more intimately related to me right so I will let friends or partners or you know family uh, uh, trespass my boundaries I don't want that I don't want that for myself and I'm noticing that that's the energy that I'm putting out there so I've had to really strip almost my mom in this sense of her uh, title and role as mother and to really you know see her as a person and see her as a human you know and it gives me an opportunity to stop trying to do what all of the movies say we should do right the kids know best the kids educate the parents every time it's the kids that are updating you on this whatever it's true we're updating them on technology and society as it continues to grow and expand um, but not on their own lives
1: yeah exactly and I think that we also live in a really really interesting intersection here because not only are our parents immigrants or maybe not even have immigrated here um, but they don't live in the same society or they don't experience society in the same way that we do
2: Mm.
1: and on top of that the rate of change between their parents and them is nowhere near the rate of change between them and us Mm. so the way that our society has evolved in the last 30, 40 years is exponentially more than the way that the world evolved 30, 40 years before that. Mm. So, you know, when you think about I'm 33, right? So, when you think about my life, like I grew up not having the internet. I mm. grew up not having a cell phone. I grew up not having anything on demand. I grew up, you know, and, and we remember that. We went to school, you know, you have to go to the library to do your research and yeah. to like write down your notes and then like make a bibliography or whatever it's called you know like all that stuff right whereas now you can you can you can learn about anything from anywhere in the world um and so the reason and you know that might sound so silly but it's like there is such a huge difference in how we operate because now at an older age I am recording a podcast online from you know from my home with you over zoom like that that You know, we take that for granted. Like, that's Mm -hmm. wild.
0: That's wild. Right? Like,
1: we are living a very wild life right now. Um, And, you know, people say, oh, well, technology, technology, but like, let's actually strip that down. Like, it is a major, major cultural shift. So, how can we then expect them to operate, heal, and behave at the same, in the same way or like under the same, you know, mechanisms that we do? Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't make any sense. And so it leads to a lot of disappointment. It leads to a lot of resentment. I can speak for myself. It's like, why can't they just get it? Why can't they just, you know, like how much more compassion can I have? Why do I have to have so much compassion? Is this compassion infringing on my boundaries? Like,
2: Mm. it's
1: just so many. I love what you said. Like, I want to see you as a human so that I can determine how you're going to fit into my life and not just because you're my mother. I have to do this or I have to do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's this idea of a have to, right? It's like it's an obligation by association. You just have to give, you know, the respect. For example, when I was, uh, you know, growing up culturally, respecting our elders was something that came first and foremost. Like elders were just guaranteed respect, right? And that's, you know, respect in the way that you speak to them, you address them, and even in some ways, respect that you think about them, right? But some people
1: don't do respectful things, right? Yeah. That's it, it you know it was it's like <laughs> I I I really hear you on that. You know it's like oh well this person's older than you so you have to respect them even we used to joke around and it's like yeah Palessa I'm older than you you better respect me right? Like mm. this kind of that like joking tone with us even but it it that doesn't make any sense like oh well they can't do any wrong because mm. they're not. Mm. They can't do any wrong because they're an elder. They can't do yeah. any wrong because and, and I think that the word respect um, doesn't always lead to love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, word, the word respect doesn't always lead to a lot of shared space, mm. right? I could have a lot of respect for you and not want to spend a lot of time with you. Mm. I can have a lot of respect for you and choose not to share parts of my life with you out of respect for where your healing has kind of stagnated a little bit and like you haven't really gone past a certain point Mm -hmm. so you know yeah I love the respecting it's like oh you have to respect them they're your elders I'm like have you seen how this person behaves like I I I can't really I can't respect that
0: no it doesn't make sense it's like I'm not just going to do it just because you know you feel obligated for you to continue your type of behavior like that excuse me and I think that for me that's a very um A big thing that I had to notice in this breakthrough with my mom is like, you know, in in our conversation, I had to notice that I was trying to persuade her to see things the way that I was seeing them, to see Mm. them from my frame of mind. But then if she wasn't seeing them from my frame of mind, to even just acknowledge the places at which I feel like you know, she was being traumatized or I was being traumatized or she was being hurt or I was being hurt or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I don't think that, I don't think that is fair, A, to try to persuade somebody to do that. Um, and B, I don't think that it's necessary for that to happen. I just think it's necessary for me to realize my intention and my role in the situation is not of advisor either, right? It's just as, cohabitator because we're two individuals living in this life and potentially that's me also infringing on their boundary and I had to learn in our communication style even in that moment that like that was it I don't know what it is but like the moment I tried it and it just didn't work there's just almost like this magical dust was like and we're done
1: and we're done trying boom yeah done and 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 without without like oh I'm so done with you like without Mm. that attitude right like excuse me um what you said that's you you really held it there like you know it I'm not playing the role of advisor and I think the reason I can only speak for myself actually the reason I tend to play the role of advisor is Mm -hmm. it's you know have you ever heard of the spiritual ego yeah so the idea is that you know you have your ego and then you know some people are like oh like you have to transcend your ego. And, you know, I don't believe in that, right? You're not transcending your ego. You're embracing your ego. And then you're, you're working with your ego to make conscious choices in your life. That's Mm -hmm. really part of spirituality, but there's a spiritual ego, which like I'm enlightened. So I'm going to advise you on how to be enlightened, Mm. right? That's spiritual ego. And sometimes we fall in that trap. It's a human thing. It's okay. We need to be aware of it, but sometimes we fall into that. So it's like, I need you to understand me So therefore I'm going to advise you on the things you don't know so that when you know them, you can reach the same level of enlightenment, quote, unquote, as me. Mm. So it's very ego driven. And so therefore it is filled with disappointment because you're, you're, you're operating on the premise that you know more than the person in front of you and that you know best, which Mm -hmm. is what they did to us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because like, if you don't play that advisor role and you have that magic dust that you said that just kind of goes, we're done. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I've also had that with, with my mother where, you know, she's talking about something, she's talking about depression. She's talking about, you know, how that's kind of affecting the family and what's going on there. And my first instinct was to be like, Oh, like you need this book. You need Mm -hmm. to listen to this podcast. You need to talk to a counselor. You need to do this. Like, here's all the, And, you know, I'm going to take a little sidetrack for a second. This is actually all around consent, Mm. because if you look at consent in a very deep way, not every time I tell you something, it means that I need your feedback,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
1: So even with you and I, when we talk, it's like, is this a time where you would like some feedback or is this a time where you would like to just tell me Mm -hmm. and have a a healing space to hear what you need to hear? This is about consent, right? And I... (laughs) Mm, my my Egyptian mother does not have the concept of consent really patted uh, down there, so you know uh, it's not really something that I'm gonna be like okay, they're like you. Know. So I've I kind of like m- take the consent on her behalf, like that's not right, and I assume that she's telling me this so that I can give her advice. Maybe she doesn't want to hear my damn advice, mm. right? Maybe she feels belittled. Because her daughter is giving her advice because there's that level, you know, back home, you know, they have that level yeah. of like, I'm the adult, I'm the whatever. It's like, okay, well, I'm actually older than when you were, when you had me, but hey, um, you still see me as a child. That's perfectly fine. So, you know, like my mom had me when she was 26,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I would have had a nine-year-old daughter by now. Mm. Hey, I don't even understand how that's even imaginable, but that's, that's, that was her life. Mm -mm. so her perspective and her perception on things is never going to be the same as mine Mm. so what gave me this idea white movies what gave me this idea that I can go and be like oh my god like mom mother and daughter like reconnection we're gonna like talk about sex and we're gonna talk about how like liberating it is to be a woman and we're gonna talk about I mean if if, if you have those conversations with your mother like kudos to you like y'all have just you know connected on that level but It's this outside influence that makes you feel like your relationship with your mother is not good enough unless you have a closeness and you're not going to get close unless you're able to like really connect. And because you're operating in a different plane altogether, you then do your best to try to connect by trying to bring them into your, Mm. uh, into your mindset, right? You're trying to bring them, you're trying to convince them, you're trying to bring them onto your path, not respecting that they have their own path right and it, it's just interesting how it all kind of sums up together because you know and I mean it, we can get real deep after this but it's just I find that really really interesting and and, and worth noting uh, mm-hmm. around, around consent and 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 our spiritual ego
0: A hundred percent. And I really, really love that, right, around this aspect of consent. When you say that was was snapping, it's really, really juicy, right? Because another thing that then transpired most recently is that, you know, um, this idea of consent is also the idea of getting advice that is unwarranted, right, is what you were talking about. And so, or at least advice that is cloaked as something else, but we know what it is. We know when a jab is a jab, right? We know when uh, something is being articulated as honey, but it really isn't, right? So we are aware of this. And I think that a really interesting part of it is, you know, once I had the breakthrough with my mom around me breaching that wall of consent, right? And really thinking that I hold this trophy just because I'm doing my healing, I'm doing my learning also, you know, uh, um, something I realized is like, healing is not just one thing it doesn't look like one thing it doesn't look like you know having a psychology degree and doing experiments on yourself and then reading self-help books and then doing this and doing meditation and moving here and struggling this you know what I mean like that's not the only way that a, a person heals and that even isn't the only hero's journey if we want to talk in terms of like stories and characters um you know given the movies as well so I really like that aspect. Um, I got unwarranted advice or uh, unwarranted um, worry, concern um, yeah. about my health. But oh, yeah. it was uh, because of my weight and yeah. because my body had changed. And the interesting thing is it was cloaked under health, you know, because I guess for this individual, um, weight equals health for them right and obviously there's like a family thing a hereditary thing and whatever whatever um and i felt really i felt very gassed at that point i was like oh how dare they oh my goodness how dare my mom say this definitely breaching my boundaries right but then i thought to myself i was like i could sit here and rage out about it but really what i feel like doing is like this isn't even disturbing me at that level all i did was just respond to her and say hey I'm good with my weight. I'm good with my body. I feel the happiest in my body here. For me, weight doesn't equate health. And just so you know, my health is in check. And so when I was busy thinking about it on the days to come, I was just unpacking. Like, you know, it would have been nicer and also just more genuine for them to say a long time ago, hey, remember the family's health, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Why does it have to come about when my weight is also shifting? Why is it not just a and a natural concern that just comes about? So um that's also one thing, but we know overstepping of your boundaries, there's no privacy. We could talk about this all damn day long. Um, I do really like what you said about white movies and the narrative that they tell, right? Because we can see it even in the way that white parents parent their children or at least the dynamics that are portrayed to us is that it's this free-for-all right you can tell your mom where to f off and you can just do whatever you want to do and you can bring your friends over and have sleepovers and some people you know Mm -hmm. who are not white folks have that experience too but i did not have that experience i had a very opposite experience
1: (laughs) that's what they always say like you know they're all Like, oh, like African parents or Egyptian parents or Arab parents or Muslim parents or really Mm -hmm. Christian parents. Like, there's always a label for a reason because they're hard, fuck core. Like, they're so
0: hardcore. A hundred percent. They take no nonsense, but bring all the nonsense sometimes. (laughs) Um, And we can talk about that (laughs) on another topic, but uh, I really do like this unraveling though of the relationship um, that I have with my mother because it also is unraveling for me the relationship that I have with other women. In my life, the relationship that I have with responsibility and accountability as well, because in noticing and in that moment, you know, being accountable for my actions, I'm also able to say, okay, hold, wait on, right, if I can take this accountability, then what kind of accountability can, you know, they, they they take in the situation of my life and growing up in my childhood and for their choices not to hold it against them but also you know not to absolve them of it and I wonder what that can look like in relationships you know as we as we dismantle or you know dissect them and then you know build them up again how is it that we can hold ourselves accountable but also hold are moms accountable? Are the women accountable? Are the folks in relationships accountable? I don't know if this spills over into any of your other relationships as well.
1: I love that question. And I love how you brought that into accountability because I often find myself stuck here. Mm-hmm. So how do I hold, let's, let's stick to mothers, right? So how mm-hmm. do I hold, cause that's a complicated relationship, right? <clears throat> yeah. So how do I hold my mother accountable while, uh, Uh, upholding my boundaries while not being a spiritual bypasser and pretending like I know everything. Um, And how do I do that in a way that still fosters a relationship? Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you, that you, that you kind of hit on was when you said, you know, I was going to rage out about it. However, what you chose to do is you chose to actually, what you chose to do, and I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, but you chose to actually um, cater to and uh, hold space for her concern.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: her concern is health, but a really shitty way of expressing that concern, if I may say that, right? Mm-hmm. So a really shitty way of expressing that concern. But it is a concern of hers as your mother because she actually cares, right? Mm-hmm. So normally what we would what we, what we were taught was like, oh, but your mom really cares about you, you know, your mom really, really loves you. So like you should say thank you. And it's like invalidating experience of of your boundaries being crossed and of your values not being matched right because we don't believe that um weight has anything to do with health and you know we're not fat phobic in that sense Mm. internalized fat phobia which is internalized anti-blackness which is you know we can go into details right but that's 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 the reality right it's all internalized coming from her so what you did is you actually validated her concern for health by saying I'm not worried about my health. My health is in check, period, right? You've, you've ended that sentence. And you've also validated yourself in knowing that this is a cross of my boundaries and I'm gonna hold, I'm putting my hands up like this. I'm holding the wall here. I'm holding mm-hmm. the boundary here and I'm choosing to respond here. That's, that is how you hold yourself accountable. That is how you hold other people accountable because you're very clear as to you can't trespass this now. Mm. And I'm also validating where you're coming from. And, you know, I have a note right here that is on my whiteboard that I'm just staring at as I'm talking to you. And it says, for, my, my word or my sentence for this entire year is forgiveness is alchemy. Mm. Forgiveness is what turns lead to gold. Mm. Forgiveness is what turns pain and suffering to healing, mm. right? And so, but I love what you said, forgiveness without necessarily absolving them of the accountability. Forgiveness is not, not holding someone accountable. And again, mm-hmm. I'm talking in the context of the relationship between us and our mothers, mm. not outside. So I hope people don't take that out of the context. Um, and so forgiveness. So how do I forgive my mother for maybe not providing me with the love language or the attachment style that I need? Um, how do I forgive her for saying certain things or doing certain things that are past my... Uh, level of what's okay and what's not okay Mm -hmm. how do I forgive her and hold my boundary well the way to do that is to validate Mm -hmm. is to validate how you're feeling to validate how she's feeling and to and to actually be okay for it not to always be aligned like I think this is the first time in my life that I am okay with not fully being aligned with my mother I am okay with loving her and respecting her and, and, and wanting to build a deeper relationship with her while also keeping my boundaries in check. So I might not share certain aspects of my life with her, or I might not um, indulge in certain conversations or certain behaviors or certain patterns that she has, and I can still hold space. Mm. Right. And so when she has issues with my dad or when she has issues at work or when she has issues in general, And it's very clear to me, like it's, it's clear as day to me, what steps need to be taken in order for her to feel better. Mm -hmm. That, that right there, that's, that's my point of accountability. It's, she's accountable for her own feelings. Mm -hmm. She's a grown ass woman. She Mm -hmm. could take care of her damn self. Mm -hmm. And this guilt of, I need to take care of her. I need to be the savior. I am, I am not Jesus. Nope never was never will be nope just not anywhere near nope and so what makes me think so that's that's the thing it's almost like I forgive you for not knowing Mm. I forgive you for acting a fool sometimes and like bringing a whole bunch of nonsense I forgive you for that because I understand that I have compassion for your healing process Mm. and I am not responsible for it Mm-hmm. and i'm not going to be held accountable for it and i can hold space while you process and then let you be yeah like yeah. there's no need for further you know what i mean and so i uh-huh. like yeah i'm gonna leave it there yeah
0: Yeah, 100%. And I really like that, right? It's like, it's really, you know, divesting yourself from having to be that proactive in the relationship that you have to be the savior in this, in this, in this, in this picture, right? And in this understanding. And I think that also because of the work that we do, right, we do work that is in service to other folks, right? We help folks, you know, in that way, we do, um, we have this ability to, you know, have, problems scenarios situations presented to us and to be able to go through each of the processes and see what actually the full picture is that's just something we have and a lot of people have this opportunity and they do it in different ways as life coaches or life trainers you know in different aspects and so I've had to also notice when my empathy and my um uh want to care for others, is going into like a savior mode. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to kind of cling onto that. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Right. And you kind of move away from trying to be right and just trying to be right with yourself.
1: Right. And right with whatever it is that you believe in as well. I love if I may comment on the life coach thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's funny because now I can see myself, you know, as I'm as I'm doing more coaching and as I'm learning more and as I'm really stepping into that role um, I, I, I kind of just get to do it all the time. Right. So when Mm. a friend calls me up and you know, you and I coach each other almost every day, right. And it's a beautiful relationship to have. However, it's again with consent, Mm. right? So I call you because I know that the way you think is going to be able to bring about, or maybe shine light on something that I can't see. Mm. So I'm going to call you and say, Hey, I need to make this decision. And I feel like I'm missing something. Can you help me with this? That's very different than, oh, Palasa, I'm not really sure about this. And I'm not really sure about that. And if you're like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? It's like, I didn't ask you. Mm. Right? I didn't ask you for that. Um, yeah. And that could be very, like, overwhelming, right? Yeah. And that's what ended up. And, and, and so with moms, it's like, how do I build a relationship that isn't based on the notion and has the expectation that we're going to be best friends? We're not best friends.
2: Mm.
0: They've told us forever that we're not friends.
1: They've <laughs> told friends. us forever, yeah. Right, like we're not best friends. You're, you know, and and again, it's like I I always play the comparison game, right? Mm. Every time I see someone who has an incredible relationship with their mother, and they go, you know, people who travel with their mothers, mm. I just think about that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like how are you going to travel with your mom? Ah, like I don't understand it. Like I just I think about it and I'm like how are you going to do that? You know? And I've traveled with my mom. I'm not going to lie to you. I've traveled with my mom. I took her to to Montreal when I used to live in Toronto. I took her to mm-hmm. Montreal for a few days and she loved it, right? And it was hard. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was really 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 hard. And that was years ago. So I can only imagine now just how different I am as a person, but you know, I just think about it and I'm like, I'm always so jealous, you know, or like, I have a friend who like climbed like Kilimanjaro, Mount Kilimanjaro with his mom. Wow. And I was just like, wow, people out here are having these relationships with their mothers and I can't tell my mom I have tattoos.
0: Yeah. Like this yeah. is where we're
1: at, right? Or like yeah. I could go to my mom and talk about sex. Yeah, I can not go to my mom, you know, and, and this and I honestly, I'm going to be very frank here. I think that deep, deep, deep down, I resent my mother. Mm. The truth is I care about her. I love her. I think she's amazing. I think she is a powerhouse. She's a feminist. She is just a great A badass who is, did so much for her family and is an incredible human. Mm. And I resent the fact that we don't have that Hollywood fairy tale or even anywhere near close, bitch. I'm not even gonna take Hollywood. Like, give me Vancouver hood. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even have, like, I don't even have the basics, okay? Like, I, don't, I literally don't, <laughs> I don't even have the basics, right? Like, you know, and 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 there's a lot of trauma there, mm-hmm. right? And so it's also around, you know, can I alchemize?
2: Yeah.
1: Can I alchemize this resentment?
2: Mm-hmm. And it
1: comes from how do I want to build a relationship with my mother without the expectation of how it should be and yeah. how it ought to be? And I got, I need to learn and I need to heal through the learning of, oh, I didn't get what I, I don't get what I need from my mother. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing who said you have to get what you need from your mother? Yeah. And we never, you know, there's a reason why it, back in the day, it, it took a village.
2: Mm.
1: You actually, it wasn't just so that like someone could take care of the kids while you go to the well and pick up some water. No, it wasn't mm. because of, like, because you actually can't receive everything from one person. Yeah. She's a human being. Yeah. But it, I get stuck between like, like even right now I have this like interesting reaction in my heart, right? It's like, she's a human being, but she did this to us. Yeah. But she's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she did this to us, but mm. she's like, and I keep going back and forth. And it's like, the only way I am going to get through this is to A, forgive as a form of alchemy. B, hold compassion as a form of my own healing. Mm. And then C, hold myself accountable for holding my boundaries and then holding her accountable for respecting those boundaries and mm. making sure that I live those boundaries. And, you know, I saw a meme the other, I think it was a meme or an article. I don't even remember. I don't know. Something I saw something the other day, and it was like, it was like sometimes you don't necessarily announce your boundaries; you just live them. Mm. And that really struck with me because I do have better boundaries. My mom now cannot expect me to call every day. Mm. I can't with the not like I just can't. I can't deal with that, right? Yeah. I don't call her every day. Um, Yeah. Now there's an expectation there, and that it's okay, right? It's not a lack of love. It's not a lack of 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 energy it's not a lack of anything it's just my boundary yeah like i said it's like forgiveness compassion and accountability or boundaries accountability of the boundaries right? yeah
0: yeah and definitely holding them accountable to uh respecting your boundaries by living them but also by announcing them because i do feel like the living is the announcing right because it happens in conversations like what had to happen with me right in living my boundary i had to state that in fact my perspective around my body is different right and to put that in there as a stating of my boundary but i live that it's not like i texted it and then i looked up and I was like oh I felt like I lied there do you know what I mean it's like also in that in that expression and maybe there's room for both there's room to express it and then also room to um room to live it and to really embody it right and so as we move forward to have you know this idea of forgiveness and this idea of alchemy I think that it's important to also analyze whether or not when we're doing the accountability and the boundary setting, how much of this cultivation of a new relationship, wherever it's going to end up, right, um, relies on talking or not talking about the past,
1: right? That you've really, 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 you went there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you went there. Um, I think that That is such the first question to like, or the first thing that comes to mind when I think about that is safety. Mm -hmm. So we need to acknowledge that it's not always safe
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um, to talk about the past with uh, the person who was in that past.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's also, it could be physically unsafe. It could be emotionally unsafe. It could be um, mentally unsafe. And unfortunately I've fallen into that um just a quick vulnerable share here there was a moment where I really opened up about something that had happened in the past and how I was seeking therapy for it and um it was denied Mm -hmm. and I was young enough that it it may have not happened there's a there's always a chance right I don't have like the only record I have of it is my memories right it's not there's no photographs you know Mm -hmm. no one put it on Instagram live back then you know there's there's nothing there so it's invalidated. And that, that sent me on a very, 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 very difficult spiral. And um, it really hindered my mental health immensely. Mm. That can be very dangerous for folks. Mm. So I didn't understand that danger to that extent. I was really smack, smack in the middle of my healing. Um, and I took the opportunity to open up about it. And I was met with, uh, like I said, invalidation or, or denial. Uh, that happens a lot um, not because there's an intention of denial to, to, to intend to cause harm but it's because sometimes the person who has caused that trauma or sometimes the person who caused whatever it is that you're dealing with from the past it's too painful for them to admit that they have done that and so their subconscious their 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 fight flight or, or freeze ends up fighting right so mm-hmm. it's like no 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 that didn't happen I didn't do that no, you misunderstood me. Then there's a lot of gaslighting, which as you know, can cause a lot, a lot of harm. Mm. Talking about the past, sometimes I have this concept and I've worked with um, one of my coaches around this. uh, Her name is Larissa Conte. And one of the things that she says is, can you put the bag down?
2: Mm.
1: Can you put the bag down? Mm. Right? We're not invalidating what's in the bag. But all of the trauma, all of the, all of the stories, all of the things that have happened, the scars on my body, like whatever it is, Mm. can I take all of that, put it in a bag? I've been carrying that bag, bag lady, you know what I mean? Like, you gonna hurt your back, carrying all the bags like that.
0: Then nobody ever told you, all you must hold on to, is you, is you, is you, hey,
2: all them bags gon' get in your way, one day, all them bags
1: gon' get in your way, one day, all them bags gon'
0: get in your way.
1: Hey. So pack lights. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Hey. yeah.
0: <laughs> <Erica> Badu <laughs> Badu La <Badula> Blancata.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Badu, what to <it> do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, can you put can you put the bag down? Mm. Like, can you put the bag down? And I had this impression that if I put, how can I put the bag down? Don't you remember what happened to us? Like I was hurt and I was this and I was, you know, all the stuff. And it's like, if I can put the bag down for a moment, then maybe building the relationship doesn't always have to be reconciling the past. Mm. Because the idea of my healing of the past is not dependent on, your validation Mm. because otherwise we're going to be stuck for a long time yeah If if my healing if my liberation is contingent on you admitting your mistakes then I may never heal yeah let's not do that so that's the idea of I'm actually I'm actually for the first time in my life I'm so glad you brought this up for the first time in my life I am moving away from reconciling what happened in the past. I know what happened. My body keeps the score, as you know mm-hmm. that. My body knows what happened. I know what happened. My heart knows what happened. My therapist knows what happened. My energy mm-hmm. healer knows what happened. Most of my friends know what happened, right? That's real. That's what happened. Semicolon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'd like to heal from that. Semicolon. It doesn't, it's not based on her healing mm. it is not based on because in order for her to admit what happened she has to heal from the pain that it causes her to admit that mm. that's why oh this is juicy that's why we are so into trying to advise them because we're like oh my god i can help my mom heal and then if she heals then she'll be able to admit all the nonsense and if she admits the nonsense that i'm gonna be able to get over it and then boom i'm a healed bitch she a healed bitch we a healed bitch hey go like we're all in it right so all of a sudden it feels like this like epic package and you want to really get the package going but your foundation is false because you're assuming that you see what I mean like you that. so I think that's why I don't uh reconcile with the past it is a fact Mm. and it's a fact to me because another thing around um you know I'm, I'm not an expert in in trauma but I am Uh, somewhat trauma informed in my, in my own healing. Mm. Um, One of the things is um, the perceived trauma is also stored in your body Mm. So as a five-year-old. So I'll give you an example. So I have this, I I just healed through this memory like a few months ago. Um, So I had this memory of some severe abandonment because my mom locked when I was really, really young, my mom locked me in a um, dark bathroom. Mm. And I had this whole story around how you know I'm claustrophobic, and that's probably why yeah. and then ah, whatever whatever right it wasn't until very very recently that I was like wait what age was my mother at that time
2: mm-hmm.
1: she was in her like she probably had just turned 30 maybe she was 31 32 she was around my age right and she had I had my baby brother right so she had a four-year-old and a mm-hmm. newborn mm-hmm. right so let's say I was five when this happened because I was walking so let's say I was like or actually, no, you walk, obviously, at that age, whatever. Anyway, let's say I was between four and five. My baby brother is between zero and one, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And she's in her early 30s. And my dad's not around because he was working over in another country at the time. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's sitting there, right? What if the five-year-old Iman remembers as the most vicious, the most unbelievable trauma to be locked in a bathroom, in a dark bathroom for an eternity is what it felt like. And that caused so much pain and so much abandonment and so much all of this. And because i never really processed it, I've carried that my whole life,
2: right?
1: Mm. Mm. Let me throw a wrench in there. What if as a 31 year old woman, she was about to lose her shit. She's got a five-year-old who is just running around all crazy cause God knows I was not making it easy. I'm a wild one. So I'm out there like walling out. Maybe my little brother just pooped. Maybe she needs to change. Maybe there was someone at the door. Maybe she just needed to like quickly take a pee in the other bathroom. Maybe something came up where she was like, ah, uh, I don't know what to do. Okay, I need you to be safe. So I'm just gonna put you in this for a second. I'm gonna go answer the door and then I'm gonna put the baby down and then I'm gonna come open the door for you. Like maybe it was all of like 10 seconds, mm-hmm. right? But the perception of that trauma is so big. Right. And so when I thought about that, I'm like, oh my God, I've never even considered the perceived trauma rather than the actual, like she locked me in a bathroom because she's an evil bitch. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. Right. But I also don't need to invalidate my own experience. And that is why sometimes I'm not going to go to her and be like, I can't believe you locked me in a bathroom that ruined my life. How is she going to respond to that? Right. Mm-hmm. Like how she goes, she could be like, what are you talking about? You know, and I think to myself, like, you ever be in a rush and you misplace things, or like you do things that are weird, or like you put, you know what I mean? Like we're human beings. Mm. So the point of the story is, this is why I I I'm not trying to reconcile the past. I'm trying to validate my experience and heal my experience. Mm. And in doing that, I no longer have the expectation that she is here to save me,
2: mm.
1: and I am mm. not here to save her. Mm. And I think that is my starting point of just beginning to build a relationship with her because having a relationship with her is like very new for me. Like it's very, very new. Mm -hmm. She told me my haircut looked nice. I don't think my mom ever said that to me in my life. Tell Tell them what else she said. Oh my God. Okay. This is hilarious. Folks, folks, this is my mother, immigrant woman, you know, she's young. She's about to turn 60. So she's young. So she is hip. But um, not that if you're older than 60, you're not hip. That's not what I mean. But anyway, and uh, I, she, she's on LinkedIn. <laughs> she uses technology. And so she's on LinkedIn. She's doing her thing. And she saw a clip of me doing a recap of something. And she goes, wow, this is amazing. I feel the energy. I feel the vibe. <laughs> mean you feel the vibe I didn't even know she knows the word vibe what vibe like you know what I mean like I couldn't believe I feel the energy I feel the vibe my mother has never used those words in her entire existence she has never complimented she, I don't even know if she knows what I do for a living she's never complimented me like this wow I couldn't believe it I was like so I called her I was like hey vibe lady she's like hey what do you mean of course I know the word vibe I am very cool you know <laughs> i of course I know the word vibe it's very vibe it was very vibe. This video is very vibe. I was like, mm, "Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that story. That's one of the best stories ever." Absolutely. Just like I can feel the vibe. I can feel the energy, and that, and you know, and sometimes you just you you. There's moments where. There's this unhinging in, for me, in my soul, in my spirit, when I feel like, you know, those sweet moments when they get it or that they getting it is that connection, right? Because- w- we will do a lot, a lot of us will do anything to get that connection, right? Yeah. To get that one moment where it's like we're on the same wavelength, we feel very connected to each other. And that feel, the vibe, feel the energy was that moment. And and, and I can even, when, when you tell the story, I can feel it too. I'm like, oh, yeah, she thinks she's cool. And yeah, this lady, my cocoa, doesn't know, she doesn't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's, I think, you know, and I think we chase that. Right. So like a moment happens where that happened, that's a great connection. And I'm like, oh my God, like I crave that connection with my mother. Right. Like that's, Mm. that's a wound for me. Right. So I crave that with her. And when I don't get it, I behave differently. And so that's why healing that wound with my mother is extremely important because it's, it's, again, it's checking myself. So I, 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 I took that and, and, you know, I had a couple of friends um, who know quite if, including yourself of course who, who know the context of my relationship with her and they were like oh my god like this is amazing like how do you feel and I was like I feel good and I'm leaving it here mm. I am not carrying because that's what happens right I'm not going to carry this expectation to the next because the next couple of days she says some next nonsense so you know it doesn't last right and, yeah. and instead of being like oh my god like here she goes again she like You know, tricked me into thinking that we're on the same page and now she acting a fool. No, it's who told you that, you know, yes, miracles happen, but like who told you she's going to change overnight? And also, stop hoping. Mm. Stop hoping where that's not where the healing is coming from. It's not coming from the hope that we're going to have that connection. It's going to come from a brand new way of connecting that I have never experienced before. So why am I trying to live something that's older?
0: Yeah. Right? It's because we don't know, right? And like, you know, we always... Um, uh, there's, there's this idea about emotions that says that you know emotions are necessary and routines are, are ne- and habits are necessary, so we're not constantly reinventing the wheel every single day, right? We don't want to have to wake up and think about how to wake up and think about how to put shoes on. Um, so it's this it's this behavior that is continued that necessitates not want, not needing to reinvent the wheel. But what you're saying is that in this new way of connection, now that you're healing as well and you're not trying to reconcile the past that it is going to have to be a brand new reinvention of a whole different type of wheel might not even be a wheel right might be like a hovercraft situation who even knows right And, and 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 I really really like that and I think that you know for me I've been whatever I guess maybe fortunate or you know whatever the case is but I've had opportunities to test and expand my relationship with my mother in different ways in different capacities i feel like i've always had an ease somewhat of doing that but i think that that's also come with taking on a lot more of like the problems the worries that all of this like you know really being like if you're gonna be that sounding board you're really that sounding board that's the other thing right is that when you do have that relationship with your mom where you are talking consistently and you're having that close connection right sometimes the those lines could get a bit blurry right and so you start to be involved in other capacities where no maybe a friend should be hearing these maybe a therapist should be hearing these maybe you know somebody else who's not me should be hearing these so that when I'm sympathizing and when my boundaries are being crossed as well I'm not taking into consideration all of her shit so that I'm still sacrificing myself right and I'm still then subjugating myself to um, self-sacrifice and really people and at the end of the day, so it's really lovely to not have to please our mothers. Like when I got my tattoo, so oh yeah, that was the thing I, that I wanted to bring back. So you mentioned about tattoos. When I got my tattoo, I was in a panic. I was absolutely panicked. I was like, "What's my mom gonna say? Oh my goodness, this is so weird!" Like, but I got it anyway. And I, I literally, I don't think I slept the night that I got the tattoo. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I sent her a text message and I was like, "Listen, okay." I've done something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. I've thought of this for a very, very long time. I want to tell you that I got a tattoo. It's on the inside of my arm. This is what it looks like, right? But I don't want to hold this from you because I don't want there to be this secrecy where I'm feeling like I'm guilty and I'm keeping a secret in our relationship. But I also don't want you to think that my respect is that, you know, your perspective is going to dominate how I live my life as well. I don't want that. I want us to have a mutual relationship where we can talk about this kind of stuff or where I can even do things to my body, which I feel are okay, the, which don't infringe on you whatsoever, except for your perception of them and your feeling about them and your reaction about them. So almost to just take off that cloak as well. Um, and it was great. And I went to bed and I fell asleep. And you know the message that I got the next morning was, okay, thanks for telling me. And I was like, what? What? Yeah, I thought I thought there was gonna be a search party out here for me and like getting me, you know, a whooping or something. I was just like, wow, that's absolutely crazy. And sometimes we do we do anticipate the worst, and um, we don't. I don't know. We don't. Sometimes we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to know and realize how much we've grown. And to give ourselves the opportunity to really see that and to give ourselves the opportunity to really get into those situations, obviously being able to notice when things will be unsafe or safe, right? You're able to test that and able to tell that, but, you know, to not be afraid for even yourself to confront yourself with your relationship or how you have uh, an idea about your relationship with your mom. So as a takeaway, this has been a, wow, this conversation, hey, (laughs)
1: As always, my dear.
0: (laughs) It has gone far. Wow. Okay. As a takeaway, how would you like to, when you listen to this episode again, if you stumble upon it tomorrow in 20 years, if your kids stumble upon it or people in, you know, your generational, whoever stumble upon it, um, what is the message that you want them to remember about relationships to your mom as
1: a daughter? I love that question i think that there's an intersection between forgiveness compassion and boundaries and i think that the key takeaway is your healing is yours her healing is hers don't intersect the two Mm. they're very different
0: Mm. yeah i love that Mm. that's deep Mm, okay, and we're gonna leave it right there. Thank you all so much for coming. Before we do leave it right there, Eames, I always ask folks how my community can get in touch with them. Um, and and if you have anything coming up, let us know so we can keep an eye out for that. Yes.
1: Um, so community members, um, you're welcome to follow my Instagram at iron self18. Um, you're welcome to engage with all of the wild things i put on there and uh let me know how it resonates with you and uh i'm not taking on any one-on-one clients at the moment but i will be uh next season so uh towards middle or end of summer that's when i'll start taking on some new clients so um it's really really uh magical to work together so until then and yeah i just i love healing i love anything to do with healing so when folks connect and share their healing journey too, it's, it, it's very empowering. So I look forward to meeting some new folks.
0: Yeah, that's super exciting to so get in touch with Ian's y'all. Thank you so much for being on the podcast episode. And we look forward to having you back again, come back next season when we talk about something else. Um, yeah. Take care.
1: Yeah. I'm so honored to, to have been part of this opportunity. So thank you so much. This was so great and healing and can't wait to do it again.
0: There you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you come back. Okay, come back, listen again, get some more information that maybe you had blocked out the last time. But I love y'all. And uh, Godspeed for your relationships with your mothers. Have a great one.